David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Welcome to another edition of Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com with David Spada and Elliot Harris. This is our first show of 2014, so Happy New Year, David. Happy New Year to all our uh, folks who follow us on the Internet. Can you believe it's been three years? No. We started in what, 11? 2011, so if my math's right, it's three years. So we're going into our fourth year now, right? Our fourth year. We just completed our third. I'm impressed. I hope I hope the people that take the show in on a uh, regular or irregular basis enjoy it as much as I think you and I enjoy doing it. I think we have a, a very real good show today. We have Danny Allen, who is the season 14 Biggest Loser winner with us. And then we also have Bump Elliott, a former standout football player in the Big Ten and a coach and an athletic director. So without further ado, let us go to Danny Allen. You may remember her from season 14 of The Biggest Loser. And you may also now know that she has a yoga studio. And what flavors do you have? We have lots of flavors from vinyasa flavored to, uh, you know, hot flavored to uh, we'll just get your, your tush movement flavored. <laughs> oh, oh, so this this isn't so, like soft serve ice cream? No, not not yogurt. We, we try to stay away from the yogurt. You can go down the street for that okay. if you'd like. But you're still cultured. Yes, very cultured. Much like very, the yogurt, more very. so than the yogurt. All natural cultured, organic cultured is what we like to call it. So you rose to fame, as it were. On the biggest loser, how how does one get on the biggest loser other than eating a lot? Right, you know, definitely size played a factor in me getting onto the biggest loser. However, um, you know, it was the right place, the right time. I'm very much, especially with getting into yoga and everything, learning that things happen for a reason. And I wasn't supposed to be at that audition. I went with a friend who brought me with her. Um, we were supporting each other, and before I knew it, eight hours later, after waiting in line, um, I got a call back for the for the next season, and it was three months of auditioning and a lot of talking, which obviously I'm very shy. So, um, did the friend get on? The friend did not. You're still friends? We're fantastic friends, <laughs> and she's done amazingly and did it on her own. And that's what I find very ambitious and very proud of her. Okay. So once you're accepted, then what? Then you meet the the gruesome threesome, as I call them, Bob, Jillian, and Delvet, uh, who are um, the trainers on the show. And I happily now will say I ended up with Jillian Michaels, but at the time I was terrified. Uh, we, we got on the show the first day, you find out who your trainer is. I had Jillian Michaels, and I was the only one left standing in that gym that day as the rest of my team either got kicked out, passed out, or completely just collapsed. <laughs> So how many times did you throw up? I luckily was okay with the throwing up factor. I'll give you Jackson's number, and you can call him about all, all the, no, the, the okay. rage that he has. But I was lucky enough to, to hold my stomach down, um, but definitely got to those points where it was pretty close. It was a close call. Okay. So Jillian's like the prettiest drill sergeant 
on the planet. Exactly. You know, you look at her and she's all nice. She looks gorgeous. So sweet. So sweet and precious. Um, and then, you know, she starts talking. <laughs> and it's a completely different story. And you know what? But the one thing Jillian taught me was that you have to fight for something. And she's not going to give it to you on a platter. Just because you made the show, she doesn't care. She's going to make you fight for it. And she taught me that I, I can fight and I'm a fighter. Week one, you survive that. Mm-hmm. You get on the scale. And what does the scale say other than, oh, sorry, one person at a time? Uh, the scale, <laughs> the very first week, I was shocked to see. I'm getting up there. I'm nervous. You know, you're rubbing your right. hands. You got the sweat. Um, and I lost 19 pounds that first week. Um, and it was just incredible and shows me that I've been trying in all the wrong ways. And it wasn't the hard work. It wasn't Jillian yelling at me. Um, it was actually me learning to, like I said, fight and find find a purpose and find my why. Why did I want to start losing this weight? Why? What was I going to find at the end of this road? And that first week quickly showed me that if you put in the hard work and you eat the right foods, you can't not see results. Any concern that you're losing too much weight too quickly? That first that first week I was terrified that I lost 19 pounds because usually that means you're going to end up with a zero the next week and that could send you home. And like you saw with Jeff, he lost 29 pounds the first week and lost zero the next week. Um, your body can only lose so much weight and sometimes some of it is water. And at one point you are going to go up and down and watching that scale go like this is terrifying to a lot of people because you never know where your equilibrium is. And then the duration of the show was only six months where I lost 121 pounds in six months. So I will say the hardest time was actually not on the show. It was the three months after the show, trying to figure out where real life stands. I'm not working out eight hours a day. I'm not going to only eat 1,500 calories. I'm going to find a way to find real life. And that three months was when I really had to struggle and find that that balance. So I'm not great at math. So you lost about 20 pounds a month. 20 pounds a month. But you lost 19 pounds the first week. Exactly. So obviously so there. I got an extra freebie month on me. <laughs> In the process of all this, you hit plateaus, though. Mm-hmm. And psychologically, how do you work through those? Because I assume physically you're pretty much doing the same thing that you've been doing. Right. And that's that's the problem with plateaus that people don't realize. I love it. They come up to you, they're like, I've lost so much weight, but I plateaued. And they get so, like, involved in it. And I realize, well, I'm like, what have you done? She's like, I haven't changed anything. I'm still eating right. I'm still working out. I'm like, you haven't changed anything. That's the problem. You can only go a certain amount of time until your body gets used to it. And fortunately, you're becoming an athlete, which means you have to build up the intensity. So all a plateau means is you need to tweak up the nutrition and I don't mean eat less I just mean eat the right foods and different kinds of foods and then also learn how to beef up that intensity whether you know it's at a gym or run a little bit faster this week or get that intensity up because you're more fit now than you were when you first started and your body's just saying hey give me more right and you can give it more you know you're giving me the 50 75 pound to go regimented and it's that's not, that's not going to cut it. You're an athlete now, and that's what I love to tell people. I'm like, embrace it. You're an athlete now, but the part of an athlete is you got to work harder. Do you see, you know, Olympic weight trainers just playing with those original 50 pound weights? No, they're up to those 500 pound. You know, you always have to go as high as you can. I'll assume for all this, you really do need somebody to help you. You you can't figure it out on your own. You know, I really don't ever recommend figuring it out on your own. One, just because someone else helps you keep helps keep you accountable. You know, we are going to show up for someone else versus yourself sometimes. And I do think finding a nutritionist or someone who has a well-based knowledge on food, um, because each person has their own lifestyle nutritional plan. I don't think there's one book. There's no one fix to anyone. It's finding your own. So if you find someone who's a nutritionist, find someone who you can either work out with 
or find someone who's a trainer, um, depending on your financial situation. Everyone is different. Or group classes as well. I love to go take a salsa funk class. It's a lot of fun. Love to take yoga. Those are all group fitnesses. My individual is running. I just ran the Chicago Marathon. I love to run, and that was something I built upon, but with a friend. I never did my long runs by myself. It was boring. It was tedious. I'm not the best company for myself. I had someone else to join me along the way. At what point do you say, okay, I'm going to run a marathon? It's, it's because I will assume you weren't running 26.2 miles on a regular basis during all of this stuff. No, if you had told me this time last year that I was going to be running a marathon, I would have thought you were crazy. I was actually the girl that hated running. Um, I mean, I was an all-state soccer player. However, I was a goalkeeper. You know, goalkeepers don't do that much running on the field. I avoided running at all costs. And it wasn't until, I think... It was after, it was really right before the show, and I started to get to lead up to finale, and I'm like, this is going to be amazing. But the problem is, when a lot of people set goals, they forget to set a goal beyond the goal. So you have that wedding, you have something coming up, and you hit that goal, and it feels great, but then what do you do? And so I knew I had to set something else, and I had started to fall in love with running, surprisingly. Um, and I was actually getting pretty good at it. So I was like, you know, maybe a half marathon somewhere in there. And then I did that before even finale was done. I was like, Oh, what's the next step? I can't run a whole marathon. There's no way. But I was like, why don't I try? Let's go through the steps of what it would take to get through a marathon. And before I knew it, I was marathon training. And in October of this year, I got myself ready and ran it in 11 minutes faster than my goal time. So your goal time, again, mathematically, was 420. Was you did 420, 409. and I did 409. So I will assume there's a goal for the 2014 Chicago Marathon or some marathon before then? You know, I always think it's taboo to, to, to say it. However, if it's going to push me to do it, I would love to get a sub-four marathon. Um, that was de- That's definitely a goal in my lifetime, whether it's not this first year or next year, but I'm definitely going to be aiming for that sub-four marathon, and I'm pretty close. Well, and we find out as we go along life that it's it's not always achieving goal after goal. Sometimes there's ups, sometimes, sometimes there's downs. And it's the quality of it. So maybe the next time I actually run it in 4.15, but I feel better the next day than I did after that first marathon. You know, there's a quality in everything that you do that we always get lost in the best, better, best, best again. You know, so when you get involved in the quality, and that's how food is for me too, more, the, more quality than quantity or calories. Um, eat good quality food. So what are you ingesting these days? Um, a little bit of everything, in all honesty. I eat um, normal foods that everyone eats. I just cut out all the processed junk. I don't go to fast food restaurants. I don't eat anything that I can't pronounce. I don't eat anything that has more than five ingredients in it. Um, you can see in our oh, studio we have... Or more than five syllables. <laughs> exactly. We have lar bars here, which are all natural. You can get a protein bar if you want it. You can fill up in between your snack time. I keep everything as natural and clean as possible um, because that way I know, even if I have sugar... Or if I have a cookie, I mean, we're above Rose's Bakery downstairs. I was going to say, you it's know? an awful it's, temptation. You can smell that at 5 in the morning when we have our 6 a.m. classes. Those baked goods are coming up here. It's not that I don't have them. One is portion control. And two, I know down there I'm going to get nutritious, you know, all natural. Food, all natural quality food down there. And so I have my cookie. They have Rosios down there, homemade Oreos. Oh, I love them. <laughs> I love them. But, you know, if I'm going to have that cookie, I also pair it with the chopped kale salad that they have as well. It's all a balance. I assume you still work out? I do. How many times a week? I work out probably about five times a week. 
you know, depending. Doing, on, doing what? A little bit of everything. I do think, like I said, with my diet, I eat a little bit of everything. I don't, I get bored. I think I have ADD sometimes. I need to do everything all at once. So I've been doing a lot of yoga with the studio opening. I've pretty much taken every single class that we've taught. So my shoulders are getting a little, a little sore here, but I've continued with my running. I also, like I said, I do group fitness, salsa funk classes. Um, I do spinning classes at Flywheel. There's one at Gold Coast and one at Highland Park, depending on where I'm at. I get a good burn there. So I just keep it fun and interesting. And sometimes, you know, with having your own studio, it's nice to have an open space. I'll invite some friends over and we'll do kind of our own thing. Um, and it's not scripted. It's not choreographed. But it's how do you get moving and just have fun with it. And it's not always about which, what machine you're using and things like that. No, as you can see here, our studio is pretty empty. We have a mat for you, a block if you need an assist, a strap if you need an assist, and some pillows, too, to give you some extra comfort. So, honestly, I'm more about no machines than any machine because I believe that your body has enough mechanics, can work itself out enough. Um, like I said, I go out for a run. I can run anywhere. I can lift weights. I weigh almost 150 pounds. That's plenty of weight to carry around. I can show you how to manipulate it, and you'll never have to start um, to touch a weight. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not you, doing too bad got, on, the, on some, the gun show. You got some guns there. <laughs> Do you get on the scale regularly? You know, I did for a while after the show get on the scale. However, I learned that with different workouts, with different nutrition, your body goes up and down regardless of if you're actually losing weight. So I started to concentrate more on body fat percentage, and I do use once a month. I go and check at a, at a place where I can get my body fat, and that I see is going down and maintaining. Um, but actually, my scale weight went up. So my body fat went down, scale weight went up. Everyone thinks that's terrible. However, I am more fit. I'm smaller, and you can still t I can show you the tag on these jeans. They're still a size 6. So... Well, when the scale goes up in my house, I always say, I must be turning that, that fat into muscle, which isn't you really, know, the, that's it, not really the case in, in my instance, in yours. There's I'm definitely sure. a catch-22 with it. And it, I, I tell people, I'm like, if you know you did the work, ignore the scale. I step on a scale now because I'm at my goal weight once a month just to keep myself in check. However, I think a good pair of jeans is your best scale that you can ever have. If you can still zip them up, they're not stretchy. They zip up. As, as, as long as there, I was going to say, as long as there's no spandex there's no, involved. No, there's spandex, these are ripping. That's why I like them. There will be a hole in these if there's actually, um, if they're tight. So. After Biggest Loser, did you gain any weight? I did. That first three months right after the show was tricky. Um, actually, initially, I lost a little bit of weight because I was terrified of gaining weight. Everyone tells you you're going to gain. And then I started to chill out a little bit and so go back to the one workout a day, eating right. And then my body was just trying to find its equilibrium and find where food fit in. I'm a Croatian, and if you tell me I can't have complex carbs, I'm going to kind of get cranky <laughs> with you. I want bread. I want these indulgences. I just learned how to get them in, you know, balance. It's all a balance. So I, it took about three months to really figure it out. And everyone's looking for that quick fix and lose weight in two weeks. And, you right. know, I don't think that is any sort of goal that anyone should have. Losing that amount of weight on the show is apples to oranges for right. real life. And if you want to learn about real life, come to our studio. I'll help you. I'll talk to you. I'll take class with you. Sometimes, you know, if it's just one person in class, we'll just sit there and talk and see what we can get you moving, how we can get you started. Um, and I think that's more of a better life goal versus the Biggest Loser is great. It gave me all my opportunities, but it's definitely a show. And you don't want to see people lose one or two pounds a week. You want to see those extreme weight losses. 
what's the difference between you and the competitors that go on the show, lose the weight, and six months later, you know, they've put back not a ton, but a substantial amount of what they lost. Right. And, you know, honestly, our the show has about a 50, uh, 40 to 50% success rate of keeping it up, which is about the national average. So we don't have any more gain on anyone else than any. We just learned how to lose it quickly on a show. And honestly, I think that's harder. You lose weight so quickly. I was overweight my whole life, 26 years of my life. And you're telling me in six months I learned how to correct it all? No, but the one things I, I did do that I'm, I'm wondering if other people struggled with is I set up a system at home to make sure I was in a safe boundary. So one of that one of those things happened. I don't go to the restaurants with my friends anymore. The certain friends that can't control themselves and get the cheese fries and get the beers <laughs> and get everything. We just, you know, I'll invite them over. I will cook and we'll still have our time together. But I had to set those boundaries. And then I have an amazing support system. One with the yoga studio. I have a lot of instructors around me all the time. I have an amazing family. I mean, if you check out my mom, I got a hot mom, and she is working it every single day at the gym as well. My sister just got off of college. I think I'm getting her off Kraft macaroni and cheese. It's a real big goal for me. Um, and then my dad is doing amazing as well. He lost about 100 pounds in this process and keeping it off and going to continue going on forward. But my family has embraced it, and that's where I was truly lucky and blessed to have that atmosphere around me. Okay. Now, you're also an endorser for Subway sandwiches. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? You know, Subway is a great um, sponsor of the show. And there was one time on the show where Jillian, after a really great parkour workout, which was so much fun. It was like being a kid jungle gym. I loved it. We went to Subway to kind of just refuel. The one thing people forget is, I worked out and I'm afraid to put on the weight, so I'm either not going to eat or they'll do the opposite. I worked out, so I earned that cheeseburger. Well, she showed me a good way to, if you need to eat quickly right after refuel, Subway was a great place to go. And after the show... When you win the show, you got the commercial with Jared, which was pretty cool. I got to meet Jared, the Subway guy. Um, and I think Subway is a great place to go to all the time when you're on the road moving quickly. I travel so much. I have about 30 appearances in the next 45 days coming up. And Subway is a great place I know I can go. They have chopped salads now, which are absolutely great. Um, and it's just you feel you can feel a little safer there versus the you know the fast food Most restaurants of the fast that are across that, the street. You know, that fr- they might have healthier options for you. However, you smell those French fries when you right. walk up and uh, inhibitions come in. Right. <laughs> Give me a small salad and a large fry. Exactly. That doesn't exactly. quite work, does doesn't, it? It doesn't jive with me. Okay. So let's wander around the studio, shall sure. we? Come on in. This is our reception area. You can always have a great time, relax a little bit. Um, we try to keep it simple. Hopefully you feel calm and at home when you're at our studio and not, you know, anything too fancy or crazy. And very simply, just an open studio right here. Um, come in. We can fit in about 30 people. Uh, but we like to keep it even a little bit more intimate. There will be a lot of the classes have been around a range of 10 people, and I love that because the instructors like to get very involved with the people coming into class. You will get assisted in every single class. So if you've never tried a position, we challenge you safely to do it with us. We'll get you there safely, and we'll push you into the next position, and you'd be surprised at the next thing that you can do. And it all starts right here. You need four walls and a floor. That's all we need. You got windows. We got half a ceiling because we got some skylights up in here too. Well, so the we skylights. The full ceiling. <laughs> Obviously, with nobody else around, you get a feeling of tranquility, but I'll assume that even with people going through their paces, there is still a a similar sense of tranquility. There is tranquility. We wanted to keep it as natural as possible, keep the natural light coming in. There's not a single light in this building, and I absolutely love it um, because we can, like I said, keeping it natural, keeping it simple is easy. People try to take it to the next level all the time. Let's get you the kiss kiss method, right? Keep it simple. Right. So... And that's what we try to do here. Very simplistic, very 
At home, I'd hope. And we've got mats. We've got every single prop that you could possibly need for you at no charge. Um, otherwise, you're welcome to bring your own in as well. And you're located at 2901 Central. 2901 Central. In Evanston. A, yes, because we're the second floor. And it's a pink building. Big pink building. And even if you're colorblind, you still should be able to see it. I think you'd be able to see us no problem. So are you you the next big thing, not not size-wise, the next big thing? Are you going to kick Jilly and uh, Michaels to the curb and uh, supplant her somehow? I don't think I could ever kick Jilly Michaels to the curb. She is one one unit with me that will always be with me. I mean, I got a great congratulatory text from her. We kept close from the show. Um, a little bit of Jillian is here. Jillian taught me body weight training. We never lifted a weight. That's what yoga is, is body weight training. So if anything, she inspired the growth of this. And I bring Jillian Michaels in with me every single day in, in hopes one day maybe she'll cross paths into this. Otherwise, she knows she's always here. Now, my favorite yoga position is sitting on couch watching television, which I don't think is an official yoga position. Do you have a favorite uh, yoga position? You know, I I like that you bring that up because we do have positions that are quite comfy. We have bolsters, which are pillows, big pillows that we can get you to sit on. But I'm really, really working on my handstands now, and I'm actually getting pretty decent at a good handstand. Um, A lot of times, a lot of us have low back problems, and that's because even if you're just walking, no matter what you're doing, Gravity is pushing you down. It's a lot of pressure. A handstand reverses it. Now, could I do that right away in yoga? Heck no. no. It started off as downward dog, which most of us can get. If you can't, we can get you into another position as well. Eventually, you learn to lift up into a handstand. And with time and energy and keeping the dedication to doing it, we can get you in a handstand if that's one of your goals. If people want to contact you, what's the best way? The best way is to go to our website at one-to-one-lifestyle.com. So that's That's O-N-E, the number two, O-N-E, lifestyle.com. And that's a play off of the 121 pounds that I lost while I was on the show. It's a one-to-one experience that you get when you walk through. Like you can see, we're simple. We don't have the big, crazy equipment. We're not big. We're we're intimate. We're small. You're going to get your attention that you need when you walk in through these doors. And so that's where you can find us online. You can get us um, on our our website, like I said, you can just email us right from there. Otherwise, we will have a phone number established at some point. Welcome to call. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm here at all times. Please feel free to walk through those doors at any time if you're roaming down Central. If you're one of those Northwestern students, we'll take you in at any time. And I'm usually here. I live here. This is. I might as well bring a cot and just start sleeping here. <laughs> well, you got the room. We definitely got the room. A little sleeper sofa over there, a little TV, a little mini. Also, we've got bolsters in those in those things right here. The, the bolsters are absolutely fantastic. They're big. Big, thick pillows. You okay. just kind of set them around, and you're good to go. And it's not even bring your own mat. You have, you have the mats? We have the mats. We have we have filtered water for you, too. We've got water bottles that we're giving away for free, as well as T-shirts. So you just need to show up. We've got everything for you. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time. Continued success. Thank you. And we'll, we'll just watch your career take off even more. I hope so, and I hope to get the Evanston community involved as well. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that interview with Danny Allen. After a brief break, David and I will be back with Bump Elliott. You are listening to Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. <laughs> 